This is a message from the Word of God from the Tabernacle, the New Birth Gospel Tabernacle in St. Kitsanevis. Be blessed by the message as we were on that day. Unto the Midianites, as to Caesarea, as to Dabin at the brook of Hishon, which perished as Endon, they become they became as dung for the earth. Make their nobles like Oreb are like Zeb, yea, all their princes as Zeba and as Zal Muna, who said, Let us take to ourselves the house of God in possession. O oh my God, make them like a wheel, as a stubble before the wind, as the fire burneth a wood, and as the flame setteth the mountains on fire. So persecute them with thy tempest, and make them afraid with thy storm. Fill their faces with shame, that they may seek thy name, O Lord. Let them be confounded and troubled forever. Yea, let them be put to shame and perish, that men may know that thou, whose name alone is Jehovah, art the most high over all the earth. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Jehovah at the most high over all the earth. This morning, I'm going to start off by announcing my title or topic and I'm going to continue on the topic the plot I'm going to continue on the topic the plot because this message or uh, this verse of scripture this chapter in Psalms 83 it was I heard the voice told me to turn to Psalms 83 I never read this scripture before and so when I started to read through it I was like whoa this is actually a season that we are going through. So, wow. Wow. So, for the first question that I'm going to ask you guys this morning. Who are these enemies? Who are these enemies? In this season, we have to know who are these enemies. That's the first question I'm going to ask this morning. And if we take a look here, in Psalms 83... Verse 6 down to verse 8, we see all those enemies coming together as a confederate, joining together to defeat or to combat the Israelites. Now, I'm going to dissect these enemies so we could understand who these enemies really were. So we, we have Edom. We have Gibal. We have Amalek. Now, Edom were the descendants of Esau. And everybody know who Esau was. I always say everyone should know who Esau was. Esau was Jacob's brother. So let me give you how the line goes. It's from Abraham to Isaac to Jacob. And Jacob, when he had the encounter with the angel, his name was changed to Israel. And so they called Jacob the father of Israel. Now, Jacob and Esau, they were brothers. And Jacob, they were twins, but Esau came out first, and Jacob came out second. And so Esau were to be the heir of Isaac. Jacob and his mother, they, they plotted with each other, and they came up with a strategy how they are going to stole Esau's birthright because Jacob was... Rebecca's favorite son. 
Esau was the father's favorite son. And so he went and he put on the sheepskin on his hand because his brother, he, he disguised himself as his brother. And he went with the sheepskin because his brother was a hairy man compared to him. And so he went into the father. The father was blind. And the father blessed him thinking, or he, he was thinking that he, that son was Esau. And so Jacob stole his brother, birthright. And that is very unfair. But still, God, God worked through, in spite of, God worked through Jacob. As, as Minister Abel said, he was chosen. So that's one. And then we have Ammon and Moab. Ammon and Moab were the daughters of Lot. And we know Lot was the nephew of Abraham. So we have Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Lot was the nephew of Abraham. So all of these people, most of these people were the Israelites' relatives. Eh? Let, 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 let's study a little. They were their relatives. Hey, that, 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 that is not even all as yet. Let us go to Ishmael and the Hagarines. Abraham went out of the will of God. He slept with Hagar. And Hagar conceived a son called Ishmael. And so we see, we see the Ishmaelites and the Hagarines in this chapter eight, um, 83 in the Psalms. And this was written by a man called Asaph, who was the leader, one of the leaders of the Israelite, the Israelites choir. Um, he was one of the lead musicians. So we see a bunch of family members coming up against Israel. Why all of these family members coming up against Israel? What is so special about Israel? In the season, we have to know what is so special about Israel, you know. Because the same, the same thing what is so special about Israel is the same thing what is special about us, you know. New birth. <laughs> it's time to wake up, you know. It's time to wake up, especially in this season. Because we may think that people are not watching or looking. But people are watching and looking. And they are observing. New birth. In the time of Ezekiel and Jeremiah, all the prophets, they were prophesying prosperity, prosperity for the leaders. Prosperity this, prosperity that. And God was saying to the leaders, it's time to repent and turn from your wicked ways. Majority of the prophets in that time were saying, oh, we are, are going to be victorious in the battle. We are going to be victorious in defeating Assyria and we are going to be victorious in defeating Babylon all kind of things all kind of optimistic imaginations these prophets had in that time not knowing that what God was saying in that season because they were so close and tied to the political move and religious being this morning in this season of divine shift we as a people, we have to be careful with close friends, family, co-workers. The things that God is going to do for us 
speaking about this makes me emotional. The things that God is going to do for us in this season. Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. We have to stay focused. But we have to be careful with these co-workers, these close friends, and especially relatives. Let me tell you something about the Israelites, right? These people were also, yes, church people. I agree with that too. We have to be careful with church people. So, let us get to the point, right? That these people were coming up against the Israelites because of generational grudge. Generational conflicts, jealousy. They were fighting for power. They were fighting for possessions. They were fighting for land. All sorts of things. It was just a, a bag of unforgiveness. And so in this season, the main scripture for this point is Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12. Say, so we rest not against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of, rulers of darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. In this season, we are not fighting against flesh and blood. We are not fighting against colors. We are not fighting against the orange. We are not fighting against the red. We are not fighting against the yellow. We are not fighting against the green. We are not fighting against the blue. The focus is to find out where the witches are operating in this season. There's a plot. There's a plot. And because God has left some people, they are seeking other powers to get power. Okay, let us, let, let us look at the um, separated, the Philistines, and the word is Ashur in this book, but it, it really stands for Assyria. And so Assyria and the Philistines, these were... <laughs> war among the people. They, they, they were cruel. They gave the, the people who they combated and they take over. They, they gave them little mercy. They didn't feel anything much to kill people. <laughs> they were vicious. And so Israel was dependent on the Philistines because the Philistines were very innovative. They were creative in terms of iron. Dealing with iron, making iron materials and weapons. Israel only, the main thing that was in Israel at that time was bronze. And iron was stronger than bronze. And so the Philistines had something over the Israelites. And so the Israelites, they were dependent on the Philistines. And because they were dependent on the Philistines, the Philistines took advantage of them. They raided them, extortion. They did them all sorts of things out of the way. As, as Dr. Denzel Douglas like to use this word, atrocities. There were many atrocities going on in that time. Check. <laughs> so, in this season, in this season, we have to focus and we have to be very vigilant when it comes in terms of people in authority. 
we have to be very careful of the people who are in authority. Now, I stated earlier, your co-workers, your relatives, and the close friends. These, when you see these things, confusion started operating. We turn to the book of James, where he says, For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every work of evil. When I'm telling you, focus, beware of your close friends, your relatives, and co-workers. Also, sometimes church people, sometimes they are led by a spirit, a, a Leviathan spirit. And Bishop, he taught us about this. Remember, we rest like not against flesh and blood, you know. I didn't tell you to go and war against our wrestle against your, your co-workers, you know. I didn't tell you to go and wrestle against your relatives. But you have to be aware of the spirit that is operating. And so, we have to be aware of the spirit of Leviathan and Absalom spirit. Absalom spirit, right? It, as Bishop said, it is manipulative. It will come in sheep clothing and it will make you feel as though it is a sheep. Not knowing that it is a wolf underneath. So you also have to keep your eyes on the spirit of the Absalom spirit. Leviathan now is responsible for envy and confusion. If you have someone in your life and every minute, every tick of the clock, that person is trying to cause some kind of confusion. You have to pray. You have to get down on your knees. You don't go after the person. Don't fight flesh and blood. Down on your knees, you're taller than trees. And so you have to pray. You have to come against the spirit. Sometimes you have to fast and pray. Because the impact of the spirit on that person is so large. The person hates you so much that the person wants to kill you. And sometimes it's your own flesh and blood. So we have to be careful. And when we talk about those people who have authority, we have to talk about, we have to address the spirit of mammon. In this season, the people who are in authority, and we are in a season of divine shift. So if you are going to come up, they will have a problem with you. Because it is a hierarchy. They, they see it as a hierarchy. They are accustomed to, for you to be down here. Where you going coming up here? So you have to be prepared to get fight down. You have to be strong in the season. And you have to be filled with the word of God to overcome all the sneers, all the arrows of these people. You have to stay focused in the season. Paul said, pray without ceasing. Saints, we have to pray without ceasing. Because if we don't pray without ceasing, how are we going to see and hear? How are we going to see and hear? We, we need to have that intimacy with God so we could know the direction. If he, he said to go left, right, not our south. If we are doing our own thing, we are running ourselves into problems. So that is the first point. Let us move on to the second point. The second point is what God are you serving? What God are you serving? In St. Matthew chapter 6, Verse 24, it says, No man can serve two masters. Either he love one and he hate the other. Or he hold 
to one and he, dis he despised the other. He said, no man can serve God and mammon. Mammon came back right there. And as Bishop said, mammon is excess greed. Excess, some, anything excess. If you want excess power, excess property, excess material, anything excess has to do with mammon. And in this season, we have to be very careful. Now, let me tell you something, right? When God did the miracle and he multiplied the fish, the, 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 the five loaves and the two fishes, and the disciples, they went into the boat and they noticed that there was no food. So they started to say, God, I mean, Jesus, we do not have any food. Jesus turned around and said, you didn't just see me work a miracle up there. What are you worrying about? Jesus told them on the spot, beware of the yeast of Herod and beware of the yeast of the Pharisees. Beware of the yeast of politics. Beware of the yeast of religion. Beware of the yeast of politics and beware of the yeast of religion. Pharaoh, Herod. In this season, we know we are coming near to that time. And ain't a doubt about it. Many will run from it. We are coming, and I'm not even going to say what is that time. But who, who's smart going to catch on? We are, we are coming near to that time. And the spirit of, of, of mammon is going to be parading all over the place. Money going to be sharing left, right, and center. And it already started. And I didn't come up here to tell any lie. Who wants to vex with me? You, you, you're free to vex with me. Whatever God told me to say, I am going to say. The spirit of mammon in this season is going to be parading all over St. Christopher and Nevis. Why? Why, why the, the spirit of, of mammon is going to be parading? Some people, they, they are supposed to come out of power, but they don't want to come out of power. So, a lot of dirty money will be spreading all over the place. But Christian, people of God, let me tell you something. When they come with their money, tell them you don't want it. And as I told you already, be careful with your relatives. Because sometimes, they go to the relative that has the most authority in the family. And they're full of his, his or her hand with the money. And so, that person is able to influence a whole household. In this season, a lot of big households are going to be targeted. And if you are people of God, you should not be associated or affiliated with bribery. So, when we speak about the yeast, let me explain this before I move on. Let me speak about the yeast. The yeast of Herod and the yeast of the Pharisees, they come with their promises. They come with showing you things that they could do for you in the future. And so, the yeast that you see with your eyes, sometimes it's money, you see, or whatever promise they send through your ear, it comes in your body. It starts from the mind and it spreads. 
go down to your whole, the, the rest of your body. And you know what this yeast starts to do? Start to control your behavior and your actions. Let me tell you a secret. It's a secret because all of us in here. Secret. <laughs> Let me tell you a secret. Many pastors, deacons, in St. Kitts and Nevis, they are overtaken by this yeast of politics and religion. And so, they are deaf to what God is saying in this season. They are spiritually deaf, spiritually blind to what God is saying this season. In this season, you have to be very careful of who you are affiliated with. If you are in a season of divine shift, you also have to shift some things, especially in your social circle. You have to shift some things. When you see some spirits operating, you have to shift some things. Because if you don't shift it, it's going to hinder you. It's going to hinder your progress. It's going to hinder your ambition. So you have to be focused. You have to be keen when it comes around hearing what God is saying in this season. So why, why all these people were coming up against Israel now? Let us look at the past now. We, we go and take you back a little. We, we know Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We know he's a God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He took them out of the fire. We know that he is the God of Daniel. He shut the lion when he shut the lion's mouth when Daniel was in the den. This is the God that we are serving today. We have to know the God that we are serving today. He is a God of Moses. And let me tell you something. He took the people of Israel out of Egypt without the help of the people. He used, he used Moses to carry out certain instructions. But God did it by himself. As in, they, they, didn't, they didn't have to fight or combat the Egyptians. God did it by himself. So in this season, do not step into God's position. Allow God to do what he has to do. Let me tell you, let me give you a little rundown about the plagues. Ten plagues. So uh, to, to me, it's still unbelievable. God is awesome, okay? I, I can't, I, he is indescribable. First plague, he turned the stream into blood. Second plague, frogs. Third plague, lice. Fifth, I mean, fourth plague, flies. Fifth, the animals and the livestock started falling down, disease. The sixth one was the boils and the people's skin. The Egyptians, and here, all these plagues were early, only affecting the, the Egyptians. Eh? Let, let, us, let us notice that. They were only affecting the Egyptians. And from there, there were the fire and the hail. Then the locusts that ate, ate up all the plants. Then it was the, I think it was three nights of darkness. And the last one. The last one that made King Pharaoh buckle down. He took the firstborn sons. And Pharaoh, Pharaoh's son died. He died. And so he decided to release the people of Israel. Because, you know, it was a point. It was a breaking point in his life. But even though he released them, he kept on pursuing them. And so he ended up losing his life in that process. Let us move on to, if we look in here, right, we will see some names in, uh, 
verse 9. Sisera and Jebin. Right? This was in the time of Deborah. And God led Deborah and Barak to victory. But I'm not going to explain that. We are going to go down to Oreb and Zaid. That was in the time of Gideon. <laughs> I want to speak about Gideon. Gideon, this one was, to me, I love this story. So God, Gideon gathered 22,000 soldiers. And God told Gideon to send back those that look like they are frightened. And so he sent back those that look like they are frightened. Because if you are frightened, you're just going to make us lose the battle. You can't be frightened in the season. And so he sent them back. And the remaining number was 10,000. So he took them to a stream. And God told Gideon, those that, that stoop down and drink the water like a dog, we're going to send them back. And those that knelt down and lift the water in their hands and drink and look around, alert, yes, alert. They're on the watch. Soldiers, ready. Ready. And let me tell you something. God sent back those that went down and drank the water like dogs. And 300 soldiers remained. 300 from 22,000 going up against Midianites. My gosh, you, you know how much Midianites? <laughs> you know what Midianites they were? My God. And so they went on the hill and they, um, Gideon, he was strategic because he was following the instructions of God. Let us remember that. He was following the instructions of God. And so they went and they surrounded the enemy's camp with their, tar their torches. And they had their the torches, the trumpets, and some, some glass jars. And so they went, they surrounded the farmer circle around the enemy's camp. And they cracked the jars and some stones, making some shackling noise. And they sound their trumpet. And when the Midianites came out, they saw the torch all around the camp. No, the Midianites, they, they were so frightened that they started to kill one another. They started to kill one another. We're confused. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop on this story. Sometimes the enemy feel like as though he has us so surrounded. Some say, Nobody could light a candle to find them. Let me tell you something. There's a God of this universe. There's a God of this universe. Let us not take it lightly. There's a God of this universe. When the enemy feels as though he have, he, he, he have us in a trap, God come around. And he changed up everything. And it confuses the enemy. Enemy wants to know which direction they're coming from. How they get that do? How they, how, how, how? We are serving a mighty God. We are serving a omnipotent God. We are serving a omnipresent God. We are serving, 
We are serving a God of miracles, wonders, signs and wonders. <laughs> if you only know the God that we serve. So if God did this for Gideon, and if God did this for Moses, and if God did this for Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, if God did this for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, if God did this for Daniel, how much more he would do for us? This is the God that we serve. This is the God that we serve. Let me tell you something. Even make it more importantly, right? Coming on to Easter, we have to know who we are. We are the people who have the spirit of Christ within us. We have the DNA of God. The DNA of God. Let me tell you something. In Romans 8 and verse 9, it says, Now any man that has not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. In this season, you have to find out if you have the spirit of Christ, or the spirit of Mammon, or the spirit of Leviathan. You have to be able to differentiate. It is very important to, for you to know you're standing in this season. The last point I'm on now. Why God will defend us? Why God is going to defend us? This is an important question. Here. We have to know who we are. We have to know the authority that we have. When Jesus went to the synagogue to teach, he teach with authority. And the scribes wanted to know, who is this man? Well, I'm standing here today and I'm speaking with authority because I know that the spirit of Christ is within me. The spirit of Christ is within us. It is, within, it is within us. And so we have to believe, we have to first believe that the spirit of Christ is within us. And if the spirit of Christ is within us, where free are going? Where free are going? Everybody who trembling, you, you got to check yourself in this season. This ain't a time to tremble and be frightened and imitate. Imi, <laughs> imitate. <laughs> <laughs> Intimidated, you know. <laughs> we serve a powerful and mighty God. Make got no fear. No fear. I am going to speak, thus said the Lord. <laughs> let, us, let us turn to verse 3. Verse 3. This is very important. Because we have to know this. As I asked you, the last question I asked you. Why God is going to defend his people? Why God is going to defend us? Let us read verse 3. He said, they have taken crafty counsel. You want to know why they're taking crafty counsel? <laughs> they have taken crafty counsel against thy people and consulted against thy hidden ones. I want you to take a time out. Take your pens and underline that word. No, those two words, hidden ones. That is the key word in that, that verse. Hidden ones. It means sheltered ones. My question to you in this season. Are you sheltered? I remember Bishop spoke on the topic. I think it was coverage. And he said you could be the most successful person in the world. You could have the most degrees in the world. You could have all the things you want in the world. Are you covered? 
Are you covered? If you are not covered, you're finding yourself in problems, especially in this season. If you are not covered, if you are not sheltered, you're finding yourself in problems. <laughs> so when I heard the, the, that term, hidden ones, it, it, um, directly it took me to Psalms 91. And it said, he that dwells in a secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow. Under what? The shadow. Under the shadow. And this is not a temporary shadow. Let us know this. It is an eternal shadow. But we have the free will to be under the shadow or to be outside of the shadow. So let, let us go to a simple example. The eagle. The eagle, the, the male and the female, they, they, took, they take time and they take care of their babies. When the male gone out to hunt, the female stays and she Watch, she watches over the babies. When the female wants to hunt, the male, she, she sends out an echo, a, a sound to tell the male, it is time to come home. Wrap up your things, come home. I need to go hunt. And so the male comes in and the female goes out to hunt. Now, in this season, are you under the covering? Are you, are you in the nest of God? Because when you're, when you're not in the nest of God, and you're outside, you're outside the will of God. And as we say, now I'm going to ask you three questions. Simple. Are you covered? Are you in the right position in this season? Are you ready to stand up in this season? Are you ready to stand up in this season? Saints of God, let me tell you something that we have to stand against. And I'm going to end here. We are going to stand against corruption that is happening we have to stand against certain spirits that is operating in our nation we have to stand against nepotism we have to stand against we have to, we have to take a stand for all the other churches in St. Kitts and Nevis too many churches in St. Kitts and Nevis they are, asleep at this, they are sleeping at this moment. And I'm going to be honest. They are sleeping at this moment. So intercessors, in this season, we have to get down on our knees. And we have to intercede on behalf of the churches to wake up, to stand up, to rise up. Because we cannot see, we cannot stand seeing corruption and turn a blind eye. That's not being God-like. That, that is not being followers of Christ. Christ stood up for what is right. And we as Christians, we are supposed to be conforming to the image of Christ. So how are you going to conform to the image of Christ if you are working along with those who are corrupted? How is it you are going to, to portray the image of Christ if you are agreeing with everything your leaders, your political leader is saying, sometimes he's wrong, you know, but you don't want to tell him. You go to his face and tell him he's right because you are afraid. This is, in this season, we cannot be afraid. We have to speak the truth of God. We have to speak the truth. And so, I'm going to leave with this last scripture. It says, 2 Chronicles 
chapter 7, verse 14. And it simply says, If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn, let us stick a point there, and turn from their wicked ways, including me, including us in this church, and turn from their wicked ways, and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear them from heaven. And I will forgive their sins. Sins, eh? They will for, he will forgive our sins. And he will heal the land. St. Christopher is in need of healing at this moment. And we have to ask God for divine intervention in this season. We have to ask God for divine intervention. We are seeing too much things happening in this land and we cannot allow ourselves to be blind. In this season, we have to pray and we have to be obedient to the leading of the Spirit of God. If God tells you, not, if God tells you do not go, do not go. If he tells you to go, go. In this season, it is very important to tune your ears, your eyes, your body, your action, your behavior, your mindset, your will in the direction of God. We set our affection on the things that are above and not the things that are beneath. Everything that we see beneath are temporal. But the things that are above are eternal. As Bishop, he calls this word perpetual. Everything that is up is perpetual. So let us stand firm on God's word and God's promises. And one more scripture I want to leave with you today. I'm going to finish now. Isaiah 54 and verse 17. And it says, No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up in judgment. It did, it, it, the scripture didn't say, will be condemned, you know. It said, ye ye shall condemn. He gave us the authority. He gave us the demand to condemn. And so, in this season, you have to be able to pray. You have to be able to surrender to God, submit to God. And God is going to work a great thing. Through us, in our country, throughout the, the whole federation, and he's going to clean up what needs cleaning up. And so, I end here this morning. And I ask everyone to stand as I say a prayer for everyone that is here and also for those that are in virtual land. Let us pray. The Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for this morning. God, we thank you, God, for this gathering. God, we thank you for your word. Your word. Father God, we give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise this morning. Father God, we are your vessels. Father God, we are your temples. Father God, we are asking you, O oh God, even in this day, for consecration. Father God, remove the old and we, we restore the new. 
Father God, we are new creatures. We are new creation. And so God, we are asking your God to touch us. Let your hands on, on us in this season. That we may see what you see. And we may hear what you hear. Father God, make us more like you in this season. Father God, we surrender our all to you, O oh God. Father God, we mash up. We kick down. We dismantle every deed of the enemy. God, we mash up every altar that has been, been put in place to come against your people in this season. Father God, we come against the attacks. We come against the different strategies that the enemy wants to come up to bring down your people in this season. Father God, you say that you have given us, it is said in your word, that you have given us the keys of your kingdom. And whatever thou bind on the earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever thou loose on the earth shall be loose in heaven. Father God, in this season, we bind up the strong man that is even assigned to the churches in Sankis and Nevis. God, we, 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 we ask, oh God, that you may expose every dark spirit, every spirit of witchcraft that is operating in our governmental institutions. Father God, we ask your God in this season to set those saints who are trapped with the yeast of Pharaoh and of Herod. God, we ask your God that you may set them free. Father God, have your way. God, touch our minds because the minds is what, the, our minds is what controls our actions. So God, filter our mind because as my sister, Malaysia, she said, our mind is the sanctuary. And so God, cleanse our minds, oh God. Cleanse our minds this morning. For God, we ask, oh God, we, we say as David said in Psalms 51, creating me a clean heart. And renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence. And please don't take your Holy Spirit away from me. And restore unto me the joy of salvation, O God. And uphold me with thy free spirit. And this is the important part. Then I will be able to teach transgressors thy ways. And sinners shall be converted unto thee. Father God, even before we make a move, cleanse us first. Because cleansing starts in the house. Cleansing starts, O God, not only in the house but at home. When we pray, when we have intimacy with you, oh God. Father God, help us to be obedient to your calling in this season. Help us to be obedient to your voice. God, work within us, in and throughout our bodies, oh God. Purify us, oh God. For God, you say, oh God, it is said in your word. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies holy and acceptable unto God, which is... Your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That ye may prove what is that good and perfect and acceptable will of God. Father God, you also say, love not the world, neither the things of this world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. These are of the world and not of the Father. Father God, creating us, oh God, a clean heart in this season. God, help us to be on the right path. As Sister Beverly said, it is time for alignment. It is time for alignment. As Sister Diane said, rise up. It is time to rise up. It is time to take a stand for God. 
And so God, in this season, we are asking you, God, to have your way within us. We humble ourselves to you, God, as Sister Lucinda said this morning. Father God, help us to be humbled so that we could understand what you are saying. Because if we are arrogant, we are going to be blind, spiritually blind. And so we come against the spirit of pride even now in this season. Father God, wash us afresh. Restore us with a fresh anointing, a fresh desire to, to please you and to serve you. God, we ask you, God, for everything that you, according to your will, let it be done. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to the full version of a message preached at the New Birth Gospel Tabernacle Church. Feel free to follow the ministry on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at New Birth SKB. God bless you and have a wonderful day.